congratulations. You found it. The most inappropriate book club you never knew you were missing. Starring the original book divas, Martha Steele, Vonnie Golden, and Nicole Shaded. Also featuring book nerd, Jessica Butcher. These people are passionate about books. Maybe a little too passionate. Plotting world domination, one book at a time. They are three book girls. I tell you what is really a difficult conversation to have. And that's the conversation about... When to start decorating for Christmas? Um, Nicole, was, whatever. Martha. She was walking down the hallway with her back to me, commenting on a Facebook post about Christmas decorating. I saw that post. <laughs> she didn't do it to my face. <laughs> and I look, quit dissing on the people who enjoy Christmas and just want to decorate and have feel good, happy things in their living room while the world is getting really effing cold outside and you just want to fucking hibernate. Okay. I just want some cute little but happy things. Who the fuck doesn't like Thanksgiving? Why are we skipping it? See, yeah, that's what, I I love love what are you going to do? Put some leaves, decaying leaves in your oh, living room? Leaves are yes, awesome. They're beautiful. And turkeys. I have this huge wooden turkey with the big colorful feathers that I stick in my flower bed. Gobble, gobble. Gobble, gobble. I love that stuff. Well, that, and even if you want to go more mm. contemporary, you could put out like some pretty pumpkins. Don't you think and turkeys are cuddly? No, I refuse to put mm. pumpkins out because in like one week it's going to freeze probably. Well, yeah. And then yeah, it's just going to really turn rot. Yeah. No. Well, if you, if you don't hollow it out, they actually last a lot longer. Mm-hmm. Well, I've, no, like I before if, they start rotting. If it freezes, though, then they start. Yeah, they they okay, they get all sure. slumpy. They slump yeah, to the side. They go. So Aww. get fake ones. They have fake ones. And for like, come on, that's what he Halloween. said. Get but, fake um, ones. They're bigger. <laughs> Plus, I like having my Christmas tree up for Thanksgiving. <laughs> and I'm trying to be proactive because I can't afford to buy Christmas presents for everybody and with two weeks worth of paychecks before Christmas hits. So if I start oh, yeah. now, uh, I, started Christmas shopping I actually July. have a tree to put it under instead of just like finding weird. Because I actually found a picture frame I bought for somebody like today. I bought it last year for somebody for Christmas and mm-hmm. lost it, I guess, because I just found it t- literally <laughs> today in my living room. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> Oops. I tell yeah. you, everybody has a really... Um, specific family thing, I think, that they that they adopt when they're young. At least I know my family did. My family's tradition was you don't put up your Christmas tree until after Thanksgiving, Same. like ever. And December 1st was just our day. I mean, that was like the signal. It was like, okay, time to decorate. And we would, but as a family with my little family, we usually wait until directly after Thanksgiving because everybody's shopping and all that other crap. No, I'm. I wasn't making fun of you. No, but specifically, I know, I'm not. A so lot of people do. You it. aren't. A lot yeah. of people. But a lot of people up. are legit talking shit about people who just want to decorate for Christmas, no. and I'm like, just let them be happy. Yeah, Christmas decorations are all about your happy memories, and some people don't have very happy memories, and so they get kind of bent. And I also, think it's maybe, really depressing because Thanksgiving is like, I mean, you've got it's on the 22nd, and so then you've got to wait. An entire week plus two days before December 1st. Well, I mean, we if do you do it just after. right after Thanksgiving, I mean... I know, but I'm so lazy. Like when, first Nicole, off, we're not going to judge you. You can put up your tree I'm, any time time you I'm going to put it up when you, I have time, and I'm going to take it down when I have time, and there's going to be a lot of time in between <laughs> because I'm going to enjoy having to actually decorate. Like, just, I'm just going to enjoy it. But enjoy let it. me tell you why some people might not like that so much is because... You're rushing through fall, and some people, like me, fall is my favorite time of year. I like fall, but... I like fall also. I just feel like the weather has screwed us already. I get yeah. offended when people do it. My birthday falls on Thanksgiving half the time, so why are you skipping my birthday? It makes me really <laughs> angry. <laughs> <laughs> well, Christmas needs to wait, in my opinion, because I love my turkey. Mm-hmm. I love my turkey. So I am personally, Nicole, going to enjoy my turkey time and all of the good things that come with fall. I'm just going to go buy you a real turkey. Turkeys like are assholes. Just yeah. set it loose in the and they, <laughs> Oh, they smell really I mean, bad. And she lives out in the country, kind of, and I do, kind she of. likes turkey, so yeah. I'll and decorate her backyard. If you don't have <laughs> yeah, yeah that'll, it'll last about five minutes. Remember what's in my backyard? <laughs> my dog loves turkey. <laughs> I'll put it in the little electrocution area where the dog can't get to <laughs> behind behind the fence that she can just slide right through if she gets a good run at it 
You know how they put the the pictures on Facebook of of lost dogs or somebody found a dog and yeah. everything else. Um, today somebody who lives, I'm pretty sure, in Jones, Christ. had a picture <laughs> of somebody who lost their pig. Somebody's pig ran up into somebody else's yard, and they put pictures on it. All. And they're like, I think I know who that pig belongs to. <laughs> Let's talk about the literacy thing real quick. We got a really cool email. When was it? Last week? It was last week. I think it was the week before, but I kind of wanted to wait until after we were done with our Halloween episodes to talk about it. But we had somebody email, and they are a, what would they be, like a company or a well, organization? Well, is a global leader in designing operating world-changing incentive competitions. Right. So they, XPRIZE does all these really cool contests for right. money. And right now they're doing a contest to help improve literacy among adults. They said that 36 million adults in, the U, in just the U.S. lack basic English literacy. And so what they, for us, that's huge. Right. Especially since we love books so much and we want people to read more books. So literacy is important. And what they did is they created a bunch of apps. The first phase of the prize was to create the literacy apps. Mm-hmm. And then they picked the finalists. Oh. And then basically they want people who who lack skills and want to get better. They download these apps and it helps them. And then the person who... Uh, had created the winning app is the one that wins the X prize. Right. So they do it based on how much progress the app helps make in adult literacy. Right. The overall goal is to help educate adults and make them more literate. But the grand prize is $3 million. So you know that these these organizations put a lot of time into these apps because they want to win this money. So there are five finalists. Amrita Create from Amrita University in India. Autocognita, and that's in Hong Kong and China. Cell Ed in Oakland, California. Learning Upgrade from San Diego, California. And People for Words from Dallas, Texas. That's close to home. Very yeah. close. Go Dallas! Of course, Brittany lives in Dallas, too, so... You know, yeah, we, have to, Brittany. we have to root for, for Dallas because <laughs> Brittany's close. No, but really... Everybody wins in this situation because we get more readers out of it. Right. So basically what they do is they watch over 15 months of people using these apps and the people who make the most progress with their app are the ones that win the prize. Mm -hmm. So cool. And we'll go ahead and put up links on our social media pages and on our uh, website, threebookgirls.com. And just in case anyone wants to go in and read more about it. And you can share the apps with people who might need them. Right. So which helps the whole cause. Have a friend or a relative who is, you know, a little low on their English literacy skills and uh, they want to download the app. You don't have to have it like on your main page of your phone. You can have it hid away somewhere if they're embarrassed about it. Because I know a lot of people don't want them to know that they aren't good readers. Oh, they're also going to award two $1 million achievement prizes as well. I like that the two key demographics they're looking for are for native speakers and for language learners, because that's really important. Especially language learners. Yes. English is a hard language to learn. It is, Mm -hmm. because there's so many words that mean exactly the same damn thing. Mm -hmm. Right. And I know it's a pain in the butt when... You have to call somewhere in and pick English or Spanish, but there's a reason for that. That's right, because there are people who come to this country that find it incredibly difficult to learn the language. Mm -hmm. And live here for years and years and years and still have problems. Right. So we want to make it easy for everybody to learn how to be literate. Exactly. Okay, enough with the series. Okay, we're done being serious now. Time to be silly. <laughs> Since we're silly about 99% of the time anyway. Buck, Wait buck, a minute. Fuckity fuck, 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 fuck. I'm going to start sending you guys Christmas pictures every day for the rest of your life. But Ugh. only only if you're your so dog's dressed up with I'm not grumpy orange, about it. I really am not. Something. I used to be grumpy about it. I used to be really grumpy about if it. If it's dog pictures with reindeer horns, it's okay. <laughs> Any time of the year. <laughs> Yesterday I posted a... Weenie dog wearing a weenie costume and a I my saw. other dog wearing I a pumpkin I costume. That. I think I liked that one. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure I did, too, because you, you called them your old ladies. They mm-hmm. are my old ladies. One's like 16 years old and one's 11. They're so cute. My niece made me wear a Santa Claus headband yesterday. 
because <laughs> she had on her little vampire headband and she decided I needed a headband and all she had was Santa. <laughs> so, <laughs> so see, you're rushing Christmas too. Well, yesterday was Halloween, you guys, and and my boss came into the studio and said, "Uh, do you have this? Do you still have the promos for Santa Stream?" And I said, "Uh, why? It's only the first of November, but our Christmas music live stream went up today." So it's two full months of Christmas on oh. the internet. I'm telling you, you my, my email is entirely filled with, like, in the promotions section of Black Friday emails. Well, Black Friday's a little closer. I mean, that's only, you know, 26 days. For some people, that's days. part of Thanksgiving. Yeah, is, because you actually well, yeah. go, go shopping on Thanksgiving. Yeah, but it's for, mm-hmm. I don't know, to me it's all like one thing. Like, and because my life is so busy, I don't really feel like there's a whole lot of time in between... And really, there's not. There's not a whole lot of time between Thanksgiving and Christmas. No. So it's like... Not really. I feel like I see my family like a week apart. It goes by so quick. Yeah, And you got to go Christmas shopping, and there's not enough time, and there's crowds, and then it's like, ugh. So I'm just going to put all my happy things up and just enjoy it. But that's all part of Christmas. (laughs) Should we talk about our weird Oklahoma tradition for those people that listen and are not from Oklahoma? Oh, do we have weird Oklahoma? Oh, that. The B.C. Clark. Okay. Yeah, most sales there's, are after Christmas. <laughs> there's on that same thread. No, it was a thread I saw for something else. Somebody put that on a somebody comment, put, on the comments. Yes, but a, on a different comment than the one that I um, I'm yeah. talking about. There's there's a commercial that has been running in Oklahoma City since the '60s. So give the gift you know can't fail from BC Clark's anniversary sale. It's really funny because one of my neighbors came over right after we moved in and we moved in on Thanksgiving Day mm-hmm. when we moved to Oklahoma and she came over she said there's only one thing you need to know about Oklahoma and that's all the words to the B.C. Clark's Christmas commercial and because I looked, it runs on a loop and I <laughs> looked at her like okay I looked at her like okay how many heads do you I, do you have right now because it looks like three to me which neighbor was that no she moved out okay she's the same one that came over after I put my blinds up and said I can still see you in there that's not That's something you say to people. Kind yeah. of creepy. I can still see you walking naked in your um in your bathroom through the blinds. You need a liner on your blinds. Why so, the Why the hell is she looking into your bathroom? So I, went I feel outside. like you have to look pretty intensely to see it through the blinds. <laughs> right? So I went outside and told my husband to stand in the bathroom to see if I could see in there. Did she have her face up to the window like I this? think she had a really active <laughs> imagination or else she really wanted to see me naked. That's all I'm saying. It didn't look that bad to me. I'm just saying. Silhouette is not fucking nakedness. It's not. Martha was walking around doing her naked dance in the living room. Brown chicken. Brown cow. (laughs) (laughs) I tell you what. It'll really mess with your head having neighbors. Because you have to get along with them and you have nothing in common with them. Um, I don't talk to my neighbors. So you buy it. When you buy a house, it's particularly bad because it's your property. And then people get all funky about it. Wow. <clears throat> Please don't don't go there. No, my, my <laughs> book is going to be salacious enough. So Okay. My book's pretty funny. Well, we'll be talking about sex during my review today. So. Okay, you've got to read something by David Wong, by the way. His stuff is hilarious. Is his Wong Long? I don't. <laughs> is it though? Wong fucking bookstore. No. <laughs> the Wong fucking bookstore. Did you see that on our page? No. Oh, I know what we need to talk about. Seriously, guys, Vani has been working her little fingers to the bone, making our website beautiful, and it is ready for consumption. She has made it perfect, and it is beautiful. And you need to go to threebookgirls.com because not only. Can you click on our podcast from there? But you can also see which one of us read which book on which episode. Okay. My next step on that is I'm going to try to link everyone's Goodreads account. I don't have a Goodreads account. Get, I don't you either. Need to get We're going to have to get a Goodreads account. The two of you account. need to get a Goodreads account. <laughs> okay. So that people My first can step is to make a Goodreads account so that I can <laughs> okay. get links to the Goodreads account. <laughs> oh. What but I also have links to nicknick.blog and also Kayla's blog, Reader Than Blogger. Right. And pretty soon, we're going to have the availability for you to purchase our lovely Three Book Girls mugs. We need what to set code? up a PayPal account for that. Yep. 
And maybe in future, Vonnie's really cool bookmarks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If I ever get around to making some of those up. Yeah, you're going to have to do that. <laughs> you got to do it. Well, you I know, just have um, to bite the bullet. Blitz Book Club wanted some. Yep. They asked me about that specifically. So maybe by the time we do our next. So event. please visit our website at threebookgirls.com and watch for your opportunity to buy mugs because those are going to make great Christmas gifts. Speaking of Christmas, Nicole had to bring it up. So what if? <laughs> <laughs> Love you, baby. So shall we start? So with now books? this is the first week and it feels like forever <laughs> since we're not talking about horror novels. So it's such a relief to go back to to reality after that. I get stuck on horror novels after our Halloween episodes for like a bit. Do you? Yeah. I usually start in September. So by the time October's done, I'm seriously done for a while because I basically read everything in the library. <laughs> well, mine's like I get all these good ideas and I put them in my overdrive thing oh, and then they don't come in until yeah. November. And I'm like, so the stuff in it's your still funnel's fall? falling in. Yep. Oh, okay. Yeah. I have that. I have that happen a lot. The book I'm reviewing this week was sent to us by a publisher called $2 Radio. And the lady who emailed us is Elijah Jane. And I'm really glad she did because I loved this book. It's called The Deeper the Water, The Uglier the Fish by Katya Apikina. And I probably said that wrong and I apologize. This book is more of an emotional book. So, of course, I knew this is not Martha's kind of book. This is more mine and Nicole's kind of book. (laughs) But what it is, it's about the story starts after a teenage daughter finds her mom hanging from the ceiling, the rafters of her living room, trying to kill herself. That's how this book starts. Day yum. Yes. No, thanks. She has two daughters. And after she tries to kill herself, her 16-year-old daughter, the one who walked in on her, cuts her down. And of course, they take her to the hospital and she's committed to a mental hospital in New Orleans. And the two girls, um, Edie and May, have to go to New York City to live with their father who has been absent for most of their life since they were toddlers. So, of course, you know, it's a struggle. They're going from one extreme to a, a whole different extreme situation. And they struggle a little bit at first. But they're really close. The relationship is really close. But it starts breaking down because one of the daughters is very committed to her mom and wants to go back to New Orleans where her mom is in this mental hospital because she thinks that she doesn't belong in the mental hospital and that they're just torturing her at the mental hospital. And she wants to go get her out of the hospital. I don't think Is she, that the younger girl? Perhaps? No, this is actually the older really? one, the 16-year-old. Hmm. Right. And the younger one, May, who she's 14, um, she misses her mom and everything, but she sees this as an opportunity to start over, to start her life over with her dad. And she just she just wants to start over, forget that part of her life and just, you know, have a fresh start, basically. So they argue a lot about that and they have very different views but to be fair may experienced a lot more of her their mother's mental disability because she would wake may up in the middle of the night and they would go on these adventures like to the swamps and go through the woods in the middle of the night whoa yeah and then may would still have to wake up and go to school the next day And I know this is horrible to say, but it's like it was almost a relief for her to be out of that situation because Mm. it was very stressful for her. Having a a mentally ill parent is very stressful. I would imagine it would be. And I don't want to say too much about this story, but it it definitely enters into more of the realms of mental illness as you go on. And it's more than just the mom. Who suffers from some issues and at one point when I was reading this I'm thinking oh my god is everybody in this book crazy <laughs> and don't I mean, use the c-word I'm sorry I don't mean that derogatory or anything but I'm just like holy man how are these people so 
they're so damaged, but it makes the book good. It really does. There's some parts that are a little disturbing, but it wasn't rapey or anything. So that's a good thing. <laughs> Jessica's over there holding her breath. No. And I really liked the style that this book was. And the um, I read something that said that it was kaleidoscopic view oh. of the story because they don't really have chapters. They'll have a couple of pages from one person's point of view. Then they'll switch to another point of view and have a couple of pages of that. And then go to another point of view and have a couple of pages of that. But you still get a really good feel for the story. That's how blindness was. Is it? Except it would switch like (laughs) mid-paragraph. Really? But But saying that, I'm very glad that I read the actual book. Yes, Nicole. I read actual (laughs) books too. (laughs) And didn't listen to the audio version because I think audio would be difficult with it switching so often from person to person. Unless you had super, super distinct right. character breaks. Right. You would almost You'd have You'd almost to have, have to have different people do it. Yeah. And but the only problem with that is there's so many different point of views in it Ugh. that you would have to have a lot of different people. And I don't like an audiobook that has a lot of different Yeah. I'm not separate that big characters. fan of that either. Yeah. So it's almost like, you know, if I wanted that I'd watch a movie. Yeah. So but um I really enjoyed this book. This is one of those books that I missed it when I wasn't reading it. Ooh, good book hangover, huh? Yes, very much a book hangover. And I just, I I had somebody ask me if I wanted to go to the bar and get a drink. And I actually told them no, because I wanted to go read my book. <laughs> I'm like, no, I, I can't. I'm really oh, tired. <laughs> and then I read until midnight. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So, so very high praise for this book. Then, yes. Huh? And I mean, you can, I do not read actual books fast because usually I only read like on my lunch break. And this book I read um, in like in a week, which is fast for me, because like I said, I usually only read on my lunch break. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was. very. So good. what are you going to rate it? I would rate it a five. I Ooh, loved this book. Vonnie got a five star. I would recommend. I would. I would recommend this to people, not you, obviously. Obviously, probably. <laughs> oh, you might like it. You liked like Kite Runner and stuff. I did like Kite Runner, so you might like it. I think Nicole would like it. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna read it. Awesome. But it was Maybe this will be on your um, year end. Remember, we do the year end yeah. thing where we pick the books that we like the best from the entire year. It might year. make it because I really did. Like this book a lot. We'll have to see how Nicole feels about it if she gets done with it before the end. I'm of the curious year. to hear her point of view on it. I want to hear what she thinks. Oh, like you're it. doing this like you're speaking from so the heart. So it sounds like <laughs> I am. I'm speaking from the heart. <laughs> Sorry, I know you can't see it, but I like had my hand on my chest. She's got a big red mark where she was. <laughs> well, when I get nervous, I, I I like pinch right here. I don't know why I'm I play nervous. It's okay. Do you? That's why it's like. So I do. I'll, I'll like pinch right here. And yeah, sometimes... you have a big red spot right there. I do. I don't... You better watch out or you're going to freak Garrett out. Garrett's over there in the corner today. Hi, Garrett. <laughs> <laughs> He's taking a nap right now. Oh. And um, that book again is The Deeper the Water, The Uglier the Fish by Katia Apikina. The spelling of that last name is A P E K I N A. Just in case I said it wrong, because that's that's a difficult word. It is. Loved it. Everyone should read it and send me a comment and tell me what you thought because I'm very curious how well this book will do. She's hung. Very. I am. Very. I, I, and this is her debut uh, book. Damn. I'm, I'm very. Just keep that then because it's an advanced reader's copy. I really, really want her to write another book so I can read it. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty amazing. Whoa. So if you're listening, Katya, write another book. <laughs> That is very impressive. (laughs) Well, I I guess we have our winner and Vonnie's all aglow. She's aglow, people. She is. It's not just a red spot on her chest. I really liked this book. It's been a long time since I've liked a book this much. It really has. Because, you know, usually I'm like, "Eh." yeah. All right. Switching gears, Jessica. Yeah, we're really going to switch gears here. Because mine is ridiculous. 
All right. I love ridiculous. uh, So I found this book after my little depressing book spell Uh where I was like, man, I don't I don't like life for a little bit. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I found this book by looking up books you'll love if you loved Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. (gasps) So (laughs) you should see my eyes right now. My eyes are hugely wide. I wonder if I read it already. Go ahead. It's called Futuristic Violence and Fancy Suits. (gasps) Oh, no, I haven't read it. I'm so excited to hear about it. Okay. Okay. It's called Futuristic Violence and Fancy Suits by David Wong, which he also wrote John Dies at the End. And Uh. this book is full of spiders. Seriously, dude, don't touch it. Which I've read all three (laughs) of them now because I kind of got hung up on his just goofy writing style. I totally need to read all of those. The book starts with this girl. Her name's Zoe. Zoe Ash. And she lives in a trailer park in the middle, like on the outskirts of Denver. Kind of her mom's a stripper. Kind of white trash. Oh, oh, yes. Um, hey, those are, I, those are our kind of people. Well, and she like, op- it opens Poor by saying, yes. it opens by saying her mom's a stripper for Wednesday night. Only <laughs> like, on Wednesday night? For like the weeknights. She's not the A-team. Is that like uh, Patty the Daytime Hooker? <laughs> From my name is Earl? <laughs> and mediocre. She's definitely my kind of people. Oh, yeah. It's hilarious. So um, it opens with, the perspective of this guy called the hyena stalking Zoe. <laughs> and he's got like, he's a serial killer, mass murderer who has like special augmentations in his jaw to like extend with big metal teeth to bite bone and stuff like that. So he's oh following my her. Gosh. So she gets in her car to go pick her mom up from the strip club <laughs> and he's following her. And this guy takes over her car because it's futuristic. Cars are automatically driven. Oh. Holograms pop up on your phone, even if you're white trash. Oh, so I'm loving that. Her car gets taken over by this guy in a suit who always wears suits throughout the entire book, which I think is also hilarious. And he says, "We're uh, associates of your father. We're going to try to get you to safety." And ends up crashing her car into a pond <laughs> to get her away from the hyena, who's like, you get the hyena's monologue of like. Where and like and everything is caught on video camera because all these people wear these glasses that have like a live stream of their daily lives because that's about where we're at in society right now, which I think is funny. And uh, yeah, so he's like talking to his live streamers about murdering this girl like it's nothing. But so the associates of her father has died in a big plant explosion thing, and the only way to get and he's a millionaire in this town called Tabula Raza, which is the new Las Vegas that's run by all these rich people. So it has no law and like you can be and do whatever you want to be basically in this super rich, crazy tech savvy town. And the only way to get what's in Arthur Livingston's safe is to get his daughter. So there's like bounties on her head. A manhunt has started. She didn't even know her dad. Really. He showed up when she was 16 and tried to give her a sports car and she told him to get lost. Because she was like, you haven't been a part of my life. Go away. <laughs> and like, it's just really funny because they have all these mishaps and there's this other guy. It sounds like slapstick. It's sort very of. slapstick. And it's a lot of the reviews I've read about this book. I loved it. I give it a great rating. But some of the reviews I read, they're split. Like people either love it, think it's hilarious, think it's great, or they hate it because it's kind of like, we're here and then we're here and then we're doing this. But it doesn't make sense. Why would you do that? So like, right. But it's very much like hitchhikers where you can jump from like your spaceship being a spaceship to being like a watermelon or something like that. You know, <laughs> super random. Yeah. yeah, super random. And she has like this super smelly cat that ruins everything. Smelly cat. Yes. Smelly cat. What are they feeding you? So she finally gets to the city and meets up with her father's business partners who she doesn't trust because there's a bounding on her head that they put out because they wanted to get to her first and (laughs) so she doesn't trust them and she doesn't trust anybody but there's this guy called Molek who is like the the bad guy and that's like their group versus his group and he's the one who's got all these genetically augmented people and has stolen this technology that her father was trying to keep from the world so they're fighting these army of super soldiers Sounds with sort of like, nothing. Like, sounds sort of like James Bond-ish. But, it, but just ridic- like ridiculous. James Bond meets Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy meets just like stupid stuff. It but sounds it's so crazy. funny. But there was one part that I was like, man, that really hits home because she's stuck on a bus 
with a crazy guy trying to hold her hostage with like flamethrower fingers and doll heads grid to his crotch because he's insane. And he's like trying to hold her hostage and all these people are sitting out on the <laughs> seriously, Marley, he calls himself the soul collector and they're the souls of people he's killed. <laughs> Shit you not. It's just so weird. And they're glued to his groin area. <laughs> Come to my groin, little girl. Yeah, so he's like trying to catch her and get the thing. And all these people are out there on the platform at this train station just watching it and streaming it, live streaming it. Not doing anything about it, just like watching. Like how it is today, you know, when someone like needs help, people automatically like, let me video their this. phone and start videoing it instead of helping. Holy yeah. crap. And I was like, huh, that really resonates. And she's like the only person in this town that's like, do you have morals? Because <laughs> she's not from the super techie city. Uh, and that's why her father ends up leaving everything to her because he knows she'll do the right thing. Wow. I but totally am reading that. It's, I cannot tell you how much I laughed. Like, I, I, I think I might even spend a credit on that. I, yeah, I got on Audible. I got it on Audible. But it was so funny. I, there were periods of time because I listened to it in my car going mm-hmm. to and from Norman and, there were periods of time where I was like dying laughing in my car and I'd look over and the person next to me is like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, I love those moments. Yes. I get those a lot. And this, the same thing for John dies at the end and this book is full of spiders. Seriously, don't touch it. Like so much just funny, random stuff where you're like, what in the hell? But I have not laughed that hard in a long time. That's funny. <laughs> Sounds. It's just funny because she's thrown into this world where everybody is like, in it for their own gain it's like lawless bounty hunters everybody's making their own in it for their own money they just have money to blow on huge outrageous block parties and crazy stuff and she's just like you guys could end world hunger but you're getting really drunk <laughs> like that's what that almost sounds like today where everyone <laughs> is talking about dancing with the stars instead of our current political climate hmm. well anyways <laughs> Because people need entertainment and they need a break from the stress. I know. I'm just being a shit. Okay. Well, go ahead and give us the title and artist of that. It really sounds funny. It is funny. And like the team that she has is the most stereotypical. Like there's Will who always wears a suit and has slicked back hair. There's a guy that's, his name's Bud. He's a cowboy. There's Andre, the big black bald guy who wears purple suits everywhere. And then, uh, it's what was the freshman? Uh, Minty Fresh. Minty Fresh's yeah. brother. Yeah, yes. from uh, from uh, Dirty, Dirty Job. job. Mm-hmm. And then there's like the hot Asian girl named Echo who's a computer analyst. And I was like, well, that's a little stereotypical. Yeah. <laughs> but, but the whole group that's is just, profiling they're just so funny. But it's called Futuristic Violence and Fancy Suits by David Wong. I will have to say, if somebody tried to kill me and told me that the quote unquote souls of his victims were glued <laughs> to his... Glued to his growing, I don't know what would scare me more, him killing me or the fact that he is going to <laughs> glue a doll glue head to my his crotch. soul to his <laughs> penis. <laughs> because that is not how I want to spend eternity. <laughs> I am the soul collector. <laughs> I think I just found our quote for Twitter. <laughs> All right, Nicole, do you think you can follow that one up? <laughs> uh, not quite. But I'm going to completely switch directions again. So you guys are getting a really flip-floppy. Whiplash. We are uh, flip-flopping yeah, a lot tonight. You guys probably are going to have whiplash after tonight from this. Um, and you're going to have to bear with me because there are a lot of mixed reviews on this. And some people are going to think it's super corny. However, I've always been the type of person who enjoys reading personal development and professional development books. Not because I think they're going to automatically make me like have some switch turned on and I can automatically just do whatever they're telling me to do, but because sometimes they give you things you really need to think about and that do help you within your life, personally or professionally. Some people call these books self-help. Ah, the there's dreaded, nothing wrong with self-help the dreaded self-help yeah. genre. But I, mean, I kind of am trying not to use that just because it's uh, become a derogatory term for these types of books almost. Yeah, I which agree. Which is disappointing. I agree because there are some really, really helpful things that you can learn. Yeah, and some people like them. And I think that if you want to read a book that tries to help you, whatever, I mean, read it. Because you know what? Even if it doesn't help you, it still gives you information that you didn't have. Mm-hmm. And helps you feel better. Too. Exactly. So, yeah. So I'm going to 
preface before I even say the title, I'm going to tell you one. I think if you know somebody that is in their, a female and in their 20s, you should probably buy this book for them for Christmas. <laughs> um, and two. Well, I know what Nicole's getting me for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> That's about half of our book girls in their 20s. And two. <laughs> More than half. Obviously, you have to keep an open mind. Um and come at this as something that's supposed to be helpful and not like telling you what to do. Cause I think a lot of people just think I, I'm not even going to talk about that. Just keep an open mind. If you're going to read something like this ever, ever, it doesn't even matter if it's a specific book. Um, but this is called girl wash your face and it's by Rachel Hollis. Um, you've probably heard about it because it has become massively popular in a very short amount of time. But essentially, um, Rachel Hollis is a, and she talks about her life in this, but she came from like kind of a, not a bad family, but a very hectic family. Um, Her brother committed suicide. Uh, She tried to graduate as early as possible, went out on her own, became a event planner, started a blog. Her blog got massively famous in a short amount of like, and then she ended up just having this awesome career, but she worked for it and all of this. And she talks about that. But throughout life you have, and it's like, at least I can relate to this, but you always have anxiety about different things. And she talks about the lies that she has told herself to get, to justify different things or whatever. So um, that's what each chapter focuses on a different lie. So some of the lies are, um, something else will make me happy. I'll start tomorrow. That's my favorite. I'm not good enough. I'm better than you. Loving him is enough for me. No is the final answer. I'm bad at sex. I don't know how to be a mom. I'm not a good mom. I should be further along by now. Other people's kids are so much cleaner, better organized, and more polite. I need to make myself smaller. I'm a terrible writer. I will never get past this. I can't tell the truth. I'm defined by my weight. I need a drink. There's only one right way to be, and I need a hero. Can I just say something really quick? Yeah, well, you actually, I'm going to marry Matt Damon. You actually said... You actually said one of these things on the podcast last week. Yeah, I know. Because my birthday, I feel... So that's another reason. Yeah. Like, that's why I'm saying... Like, this is part of her Does anybody remember crisis? what she said? Yeah, I'm having a midlife crisis because I feel like I need to be more successful. You, you, I need to be further along by now. That's what you said. Yeah. Everyone does. Feels like that. Yeah. And, and it's, it's universal. And so that's why I think this book is so important for, like, girls in general. Because, yes, there are a bunch of chapters in here that don't relate to me like I don't know how to be a mom however at the same time I could probably relate to that in a couple years that's right or I know that one day I'm like I'm terrified of having children so it relates to you in so many different ways and she talks about like those are the lies she tells herself Mm -hmm. but then she talks about how she corrected it and she talks about her life experience and then at the end of every chapter she gives you the things that helped her. So as an example, I'm not going to do this for all of the chapters, I promise. But on chapter one, which is something else will make me happy. The things that helped her were to stop comparing yourself to other people, surrounding yourself with positivity and figuring out what makes you happy and do those things. But she, and she goes into detail on all three of them. I am so buying that book for a bunch of people. I'm telling I really you. am. Um, young people need that kind of advice. And it's really inspirational. Not even just young people. I know. Yeah, but I mean, I can. I know a bunch of really insecure young women. I think all women, like, truly, truly should read this with, if you're going into it with an open mind. Like, I read some reviews on Goodreads that literally broke my heart after reading this just because they were saying some really bad things about her. And I don't really want to, I'm not going to say any of no, them. No, yeah. But... Yeah. I thought it was so rude. But anyways. Well, who are they to judge her journey? Okay, so I'm going to talk like my anxieties. I am literally terrified 
for no reason because I know people, I know I do not walk into a room and people automatically talk or think about me. Right. But for some reason, I always have an like anxiety. Like I don't like going to the grocery store by myself or like, I feel like people are going to stare at me or judge me or I should have no reason to do that. And she talks about stuff like that. And one of the things she says, which I really liked is other people's opinion of you <clears throat> is none of your business. Wow. I love that. Yeah. Um, and so the entire book is almost like a life coach. Like literally, she's just trying to be a life coach. Um, and she's trying to tell you, like, just be positive And sometimes you have to take a different road. Um, like she tried to self, she has written other books. Mm-hmm. Um, she ended up having to self-publish it because uh, publishers were telling her no. But she didn't take no for an answer. She just had to take a different route. And so she uses a lot of analogies like that and it's pretty cool um and i'm gonna read one quote it's kind of long but it's gonna give you like kind of a perfect little thing about this book know this one great truth you are in control of your own life you get one and only one chance to live and life is passing you by stop beating yourself up and dang it stop letting others do it too stop accepting less than you deserve Stop buying things you can't afford to impress people you don't even really like. Stop eating your feelings instead of working through them. Stop buying your kids love with food or toys or friendship because it's easier than parenting. Stop abusing your body and your mind. Stop. Just get off the never-ending track. I just got chills just now. And she gets super, like, personal in here. She talks about peeing her pants one time, like, as a grown adult. We talked about that last week. Yeah. (laughs) But it's just, she's trying to be real and tell you, like, she's done some, like, she has her life, too. She's not perfect. Basically, it it happens to more than just you. Like, if that's ever happened to you and you think, oh, my God, this is, I'm the only person this has ever happened to. Right. It's not. Getting an epiphany as a young person instead of waiting until you're 35 to get some of that really important advice means a lot. Mm-hmm. It really does. I think the the being farther along chapter would be a really would be really really good for people our age because I feel like being in your twenties at any point is like a super hard road because you're supposed to have your life together because you're not a teenager anymore but you're also like I'm still in college so I don't have the means to be like a fully sufficient and then you have those relatives that are constantly like so when are you gonna get married when are you gonna have kids <laughs> and you're like I've not even graduated yet I don't know. So it's like this really hard road where people like expect you to have more than you have, but you do not have the means to do it yet, especially in our society today. It's hard. The other mm-hmm. one that I think is going to be really good for people our age is the one where she's talking about her husband. It was like the first real relationship she ever had. And she was 19 and he was 27. And when they first started dating, she was just a booty call. And she didn't really understand that. And she let him treat her like shit. Until one day he broke up with her and finally she was like, don't you ever call me again. And he flew like three, however far away he was, shows up on her doorstep and is like, okay, give me one more chance. Like, let's actually have a relationship. And now they're married. They've been married for like 16 years. And like they do relationship coaching too on Facebook because her blog is called The Chic Site. And it's like super... I think we all need to go check that out. <laughs> the, her point of the story was she hates telling readers that story because she doesn't want it to justify you letting somebody treat you like shit. The point is you can't let somebody treat you like that. So I don't know. It's just really good. But it's called Girl, Wash Your Face, and it's by Rachel Hollis. And literally just go buy it for like every female you know for Christmas. <laughs> I, I, and you actually, know, you you keep talking about it's good for 20-something, but I think that well, would yeah. be good for... Because there's to, there's a lot of times that I think why I should be further along than I am. Mm-hmm. I yeah. mean, you know, because I don't own a home. I don't have, you know, stock investments. I don't have a lot of things that I probably should have at this point in my life. And there's reasons for it. And they're not really reasons that I can control. Right. But it doesn't mean that I can't stop trying to get what I ultimately oh, yeah. want. But right. And I'm far away from 20. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of people that have to start again yeah. I at have. 30 or 40. 
and they it's depressing. It's mm-hmm. horrible to have to start from the beginning again when you're already past that point in your life and you're like, holy shit, I should be so much further than I am right now. Oh, yeah. But you and you just have to get over it. And this is a really good example. The, all of us sitting here are different ages, but every single one of us found something in what you said. I promise you will find something in here that will just make your heart go, holy shit. It is is very powerful. And there's a lot of people that are miserable in their life, but they're afraid to change it because they don't want to start over from the beginning. And a lot of people... That's hard, though. Mm -hmm. Making a change, any kind of a change is hard. Okay, I'm going to talk about the reviews. So one of the the reviews literally was like, she's a white privileged woman and she doesn't understand that sometimes there are situations in which people don't just want to sit and not be happy in their life. But that's not her point when she's writing this book. Yes, there are situations that you can't control. Yes, sometimes you have to go through bankruptcy or like you get hit by a car or you get cancer or a divorce or like there's so many bad things that happen to you. But the point is... You have to do what makes you happy, even when you're going through those things. And you control what you can yeah. control. Yes. And that's, she talks about that, too. Yeah. That's so, a big problem. There, are, And a lot of it is is a, your attitude about, you know, after you go through something, you know, actually making the start and, and starting again and again and again and again. It doesn't ever end in your life. I mean, life is going to... Life is going to beat you down and every at, chance that like, it gets, and you just can't give up. Yeah. I don't even know. I, I lost count of how many times that I had to start over from scratch. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just it, so many times. And it can be overwhelming. Look at me, for an example. I'm 53 years old, mm-hmm. and I still resonated with every one of the things in that book. It's hard. And it's not because I'm completely unsuccessful or a complete loser or... Whatever. It's because at the heart, we're all women and women tend to have that self-talk. Well, yeah. fuck, there are chapters in here where I'm like, Travis, can you read this? Like, you need to read this. Fucker. Well, <laughs> I need you to read that mom one. Just and this is right to me. <laughs> this is like the thing that gets me is women, especially and men, too, more so now because we have like the men that want to be really great fathers, too. Yeah, but yeah. we're at like... Where we are, like, women are expected to have a career, to be, like, super mom who always makes it to every kid function and has a baked thing ready yes. and to, you know, juggle all these extracurriculars and all this crazy and stuff. Still and you can't home do that. And, and still come home dead tired at the end of the goddamn day. And she fucking talks about it perfectly in And have book. the husband go, honey, what's for dinner? And you're like, you gotta fucking be kidding me, right? Yeah, it's just like you're supposed to have everything. You can't be superwoman. And like that's an unrealistic expectation for others to have for you and for you to have for yourself. Like mm-hmm. that was so wise, Jessica. I totally agree. Social family. I feel like I need to take start it taking... at OU. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> I need to get like a um you know when you go to the DMV and you have to take a ticket? I need one of those for who's gonna borrow this first. <laughs> I think we're all gonna be scrambling. Okay, like Nicole, give me that book. <laughs> I am gonna add because I've been struggling to try audiobooks. I listened to this first on audiobook. And I loved it because Rachel Woo! Hollis reads it herself. I love it. Makes a big difference. Yeah. She yeah. has, and unless it's they like, have a lisp, it's which her, is hard. No, she's good. She, her voice is high pitched like mine. I'm just going to warn you. So, but I actually enjoyed that because you know, like it's like listening to yourself. No, <laughs> no, because I never hear anybody else with a high pitched voice like mine. <laughs> so it made me feel uh, included. I don't Except think Alyssa. you have a Alyssa's got the highest she voice. I think that I've yeah, ever heard. Yes. <laughs> yeah, but hers is like pretty. She has a good. Voice. It's hers is not <laughs> like Nicole. You got to stop beating yourself. Okay, stop it. Well, anyways, this, did the you the not just is... read that book? <laughs> <laughs> the point is, uh, I finally finished a book. Like an audible book. Audible book, yeah. And it was because of this. So now I realize I like whatever these books would be called, this genre. If it's read by the author, it's... So now I'm reading uh, Lauren Graham. Oh. Gilmore Girls. Cool. Oh, oh in yeah. audio? Yeah. That too. Sweet. But I also had to read read it physically because I absorbed more that way. Well, and you have to have, especially with something that you want to quote, you kind of have to have... The book that. in front of you? Yeah. I just realized something. What? Me and Nicole completely changed roles this week because I actually read a book and she listened to oh, a book. Oh my gosh, that's yeah. hilarious. <laughs> that's pretty cool. 
it, we're gonna we're gonna have such whiplash. We're whiplashing <laughs> major major whiplash tonight because my book is called. <laughs> Drum roll, please. Erotic stories for Punjabi widows. I wanted to read. I want to read that so bad. By Bali Kar Jaswal. What is it? Erotic stories for what? Punjabi, Punjabi widows. Why do you always get the weirdest freaking <laughs> shit that I have to look up? It's an Indian I'm sorry. <laughs> it's it's just so. It's gonna pull up Pornhub. <laughs> I know, right? Um, I, I am on... erotic in the title. I'm on your work website. <laughs> oh well, I'll take the hit for that. <laughs> it didn't pull. It didn't pull up any porn sites. We're good. Somebody, a friend, actually, who had just married into an Indian family, and not even really a close friend. Actually, she was because um, I do this public service show for the radio station, and she works for a nonprofit organization. And she came in with a bunch of girls, and we were talking about podcasts. Because they are all really big podcast fans. And she just married into an Indian family. So she said, have you read uh, Erotic Stories for Punjabi Widows? And I said, well, it's, it's on my wish list. She said, you have to read it. It's so good. I was going to read it anyway, to be fair. But um, Got you going. I was more excited to read it after I heard her recommend it. <laughs> it was really, really an interesting read. It, it provides a window into the Indian culture that having not experienced any of those things myself, I found fascinating. I had read another book that um, was more of a memoir by an Indian woman. I wish I could remember the name of that one. I'd have to go back through my list and find it, which was also really excellent. But this one was different because it did have an excellent story attached to it. Um, there are two sisters in the story. And one of them is is more cosmopolitan and modern. And the younger sister is actually more interested in getting an arranged marriage. So you have the story between the sisters and their mother. And you have, because the one girl who's a little bit more cosmopolitan, she is sort of wrestling with her whole identity and the whole um, way she approaches her relationships and she's really disappointed that her sister wants to get an arranged marriage because she can't imagine going that way. So her sister talks her into going to drop off her profile, I guess you would call it on this message board at a Sikh temple. And that's the other thing that's interesting because if you don't, if you're not a participant in that religion, you don't know a whole lot about it. So I also found that little insight into that whole world interesting. But what she does is she goes to this temple to drop off this profile and is standing there looking at the message board and she sees a flyer for a job, which she was currently looking for a job. And it, it asks to teach English to these Punjabi widows. So she applies for the job. Well, when she gets in there, she realizes that none of them can read at all. I mean, not at even, all. Not, not even at, their language? No, no, they can't. None of them can read. Right. Uh. So she's totally overwhelmed at the idea. of it. And of course, they're all there. There's a bunch of really old women who want some of them actually want to start at ground zero. Mm -hmm. So somehow the story of sex comes up. I think it's because somebody brought in a, a story, an erotic novel, yeah, or something. erotic novel. Yeah. And because she's totally at wit's end, she can't figure out how to teach these people anything. They start telling stories. Mm -hmm. So, the stories that come out of these older women is just, I mean, and really, honestly, you this is not safe for work <laughs> because there's a lot of really sexy bits in this one. So I can't listen to this on, on my shoulder like I No, I would books. definitely not take this to work because <laughs> it explores female sexuality in a very unique way um, through these widows telling the stories of the relationships they've had in their lives. And very graphic descriptions of sexual activity. 
it is an extremely unique story. And it's interesting because she, the girl, I, I can never remember the names. Uh, she decides to compi- compile these stories for these women. And then the women start passing them around. And, oh, what can possibly go wrong there? Oh, right. <laughs> so it, it's it's you've got a great story going on at the same time that you're hearing all the great stories and the characters in it are wonderful. Plus, you get some really interesting conflicts with because this is taking place in a Sikh temple. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like telling sex stories at the church. <laughs> yeah. It is. I. And I've only done that once. <laughs> it's it's interesting to see these women become freed by telling the stories, by listening to stories, by talking about the stories, by finding their own strength in owning their stories. I, I thought it was an excellent novel. I thought it was wonderful. For people who are going to be all freaking shy about it, this is not your thing because it was very, frankly, um, nasty. <laughs> spots but you like a little of the risque it was fun this was a super fun novel i had a great time reading it and i laughed so much while i was reading it i know i've wanted to read that for pretty much all summer and never got around to it like because when it first came out it was on the top of the bestseller chart it's a very empowering novel Mm -hmm. it just really feels great to be a woman and talking about some really scary subjects including rape yeah, that came up some. yeah, it it does. It comes up in situations like that. Um, but really, to be able to to explore all sorts of subjects, it was great. It, I highly recommend it. I think that it wouldn't even go amiss for a young person to read it as long as she was a, had an open mind. So like not like not young, su- as in, not super young. No, as in God, not no. a young adult novel. Young as in- no, <laughs> no, no, no. I'm talking about Jessica's age. She's talking about me. 18 yeah. plus. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I just wanted to clarify. As long as you don't, I mean, with a cover like that, and if you had, if you still lived with your parents, <laughs> they saw you reading. Honestly, my dad would laugh his ass off. I know but... your dad would, but I mean. <laughs> but it, probably not it if says, you were. Right, it says erotic right on the cover. I think I would. Probably be... not if you were like 15. Yeah. Do those like old school <clears throat> book covers like you had to do in, you have to do in high school. <laughs> Brown bag it. Yeah, grab a pride. Like liquor. Gra- grab, a, grab a pride and prejudice, a book jacket and put it on the outside. You're good. <laughs> yeah. For the record, for somehow I get Cosmopolitan magazines delivered to my father's house. I never signed up for them. I don't know where they're coming from. They just show up. But you know what he does with them? What? He gives them to Travis. So Travis can have some spank material? <laughs> <laughs> but you know, like, they're well. literally, if you look at the cover of those magazines, it's like 52 sex positions for your Saturday night. I know. So your dad gives those to your boyfriend. That's yeah, it's weird. Just hilarious. But my dad will Not literally right. call me, too, and be like, Travis's magazine came in. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what the hell? He so just funny. thinks he's so funny. <laughs> and it is pretty funny. But that is, that is like, okay, actually dad. really funny. Um, okay. So, Erotic Stories for Punjabi Widows by Bali Kaur Jaswal. I hope I said that name sort of close. I think it sounds pretty good. Okay. I'm sure you did better than I did with my name. <laughs> we have trouble with that. Well, uh, uh, to be fair, you know, there are a lot of interesting pronunciations. And I like to read stories that are not in my ethnicity because that be- it feels more like I'm learning about other cultures. When I read America for Beginners, it was about the Punjabi widow. Mm -hmm. And I learned a lot about India in that book. And I actually am pretty fascinated with their culture. So I agree. I like reading. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Especially because that's a culture we don't have explored a lot in our media or what we normally read. It's right. We don't get a lot of that. Mm -hmm. I think it's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I learned a lot with Kite Runner. And a thousand splendid suns. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, ladies. We've had co- this. This podcast was like we we've been all over the place. All over all the over, place. Yeah. That's what happens when you record on a Thursday night. Sorry, it's my husband's <laughs> fault. He hadn't complained for two and a half years about us doing it on a Friday, Saturday, or Sunday. Now, now he wants his date night back. Yeah, he's like, "Come on, now, could you do the podcast on a weeknight?" He has been awful Damn. patient. He has been We patient. should not say anything. I do kind of like the weeknight thing, though. 
Do you? Because then you have the whole weekend. Well, and I have Friday nights. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, the only bad thing is, is now I drank coffee at seven o'clock at night (laughs) and I got to go home and actually go to bed and wake up in the morning. Well, I have to go home and clean my house because Travis's 24 hour gaming marathon is this weekend to raise money for the children's hospital. Yes. And for life. It's a good thing I like your husband. I wish you luck, Bonnie. <laughs> I'll be popping my uh, my uh, my coffee chew, my oh, coffee Copenhagen, yeah. coffee Copenhagen my coffee to Copenhagen. get to. She'll have one in each cheek and yep. one up her no, wall. I'm gonna look. <laughs> big old I'm gonna look like a chipmunk with all the with all the coffee and pods all in my the mouth. Or couple up your nose and oh no, then I can breathe. Ugh. At least you have good breath. Although the coffee smell might be better than some of the other smells that are going on. <laughs> <laughs> okay, ladies, have a wonderful week, and that's going to do it for Three, three book, book Girls. Can't get enough of Three Book Girls? Join the conversation on Facebook and follow them on Twitter and Instagram. If you really love them, share the podcast with a friend. Three Book Girls, a Steel Trap production.